0: Well, Ulysses, we are back after a long Memorial Day weekend, and we have a lot to discuss in the world of Tampa Bay Rays baseball. Then let's discuss it
1: all starting right now.
0: You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And if you're Interested in advertising with us? Send us an email, lockdownrays at gmail.com. Or if it's easier for you to DM us, that's fine too. But uh, lockdownrays, at G, uh, lockdownrays at gmail.com. Huh. I have uh, I enjoyed my weekend, so still uh, recovering here. But And apparently the Rays are too, after uh, they dropped that first game to the Rangers, which we'll get into the Rangers series a little bit. But first, uh, we didn't really have, uh, well, we didn't record on, Monday, of course, but I think there is some things to take away and reveal from uh, the Rays-Yankees series four-game set over the weekend at Tropicana Field where the Yankees won the first two games. It wasn't looking pretty, and then the Rays battled back to win the final two, so they got out of there with a split, which I think I said before the series started in our preview that – it's almost a win if the Rays find a way to split the series considering how well the Yankees are playing and how up and down the Rays are playing. And it turned out to be exactly that.
1: When you drop the first two at home and um, then there's a comment by Taylor Walls saying that this team is very beatable. Did he say that after the first
0: game or the second game? I forget. Do you know? I don't remember, but I know it uh, drew the ire of everybody. Evidently. <laughs> yeah. People just don't like what Taylor Walls has to say, I guess. I don't know if it has to do with his political commentary. I don't know if it has to do with the errors that he's made so far this season. I don't know if it has to do with the uh, lack of offense he's provided this season, but uh, he's a, I guess, a mercurial player to sum out.
1: People lost their mind, and it was just a normal statement. They're a very beatable what, what team. What is he like, supposed to say? Oh,
0: the Yankees are really, really good. You know, they I mean, are. They are unbelievable. So, but you no, know, even hey, if he says that, we can win one here.
1: Even if he says that they're a very good team, what comes after that comma? But we think that we can win. But they're yeah. going to be beaten by. Like, I mean, what do people expect from competitors if it's not to say that they're going to beat the other team? Like, I don't understand that. So, yeah, um, yeah. After that uh, comment. Uh, the the race came out and and salvaged the series and it like you said it did feel like a victory which is odd to say that a split at home feels like a victory it honestly sounds a little bit like uh, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, fandom over here right. oh we, we 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 split a series boy we're, we should be so lucky but yeah that's that's right now with the injuries and and not having the lineup that you think that you should be having by by this season's longitude uh longitude uh it's um yeah two victories very very close calls but two w's nonetheless
0: yeah consider the circumstances with how both these teams are doing right now and again i think the rays are going to really build up some momentum in the second half when guys like shane boz and others are available but as of right now you have to sort of clap uh scratch and claw your way throughout this first half of the season. Speaking of Taylor Walls, he did back up his words with his performance later on in that series, uh, where he launched a bomb on Sunday and then made some really good defensive plays. So at least we're we're starting to see uh, maybe something coming out of Taylor Walls here. I don't know. It's I mean devil's advocate. Yeah, like I said earlier. He should. What he said wasn't
1: at all controversial. They're a beautiful team. That shouldn't be a controversial statement. But then also, it Devil's Advocate that prop that quote probably shouldn't come from the guy hitting 150 and making right. errors all over the field. So yeah. good thing that he backed up that statement with good play on both sides of the ball. Good for Taylor Walls to, to get on the board without that homer, uh, the second of the season, and then some good hustling down the line good glove work to turn double plays and all that. So no, he he backed up his quote. But yeah, it's a little bit like the Yankee fans were kind of right saying like, who?
0: Who are you? Yeah. Because we don't know like uh Tyler Wade last year with the Yankees saying yes Rays are very beatable. It's different if it's coming from Aaron Judge or somebody like that. By the way, Taylor Walls, quick question. Do you think in his career he will win at least two gold gloves? Zero, zero go gloves in his entire career. In his entire
1: career, as in, I mean, wow. I've I've not been impressed in two and a half months. So f- like, because first of all, he needs to find a a position because apparently the whole moving around it, it does not suit him. And yeah. then second of all, dude, you you have to hit at least like John McDonald did with the Jays. Like you need to just at least have something other than a wet newspaper to hold when people are throwing 94-mile-an-hour sliders. Like, you got to do something offensively.
0: You I don't know. Our to... buddy Evan Klosky brought up a good point, a little good, good cop with Ray Ordonez. Ray Ordonez never hit, but he could feel. Yeah. I, I think what's going to happen with Taylor Walls is, as some of these guys in double and triple-A with the Rays are going to be ready at some point, Taylor Walls is going to be traded to another team. Yeah, I, I, most likely. I'm putting the number of games in a Rays uniform around 300 before he gets shipped off somewhere. He's at like 95 right now. It could be way less than that. Could be way less than that. It could be a trade deadline maneuver. That's very possible as well. So... Uh, all right, um, we'll talk more about this uh, Yankee series. A couple things to wrap up before we talk about the Rangers a little bit. But first, we've got to tell you about our partners at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, uh, a couple other things from this Yankee series. One thing, you know, if I'm shedding a little bit of a positive light on what happened, um, the Rays starters generally went toe-to-toe with the Yankee starters. Well, just on their own, you have to be impressed with what the Rays starters were able to provide. It was a lot of getting at least five innings and allowing two earned runs or fewer. Ryan Yarbrough, five and a third, two earned runs. Jeffrey Springs, six innings pitch, two earned runs. Corey Kluber, six innings pitch, one earned run. Shane McClanahan, future all-star, evidently, and maybe future Cy Young candidate, uh, six innings pitched, one earned run, and he also battled out of some difficult situations or a difficult situation in the second inning, which shows his growth and maturity and development, where you know maybe last year, we would have seen a start like that go sideways where he gives up a solo shot and you have runners yeah. at the corners with less than two. And before you know it, uh, the score is four to nothing. And, you know, McClanahan's at 60 pitches and he's trying to grind his way out to get to four innings before mm-hmm. he gets taken out. So uh, really showing the the growth on Shane McClanahan besides the fact of the the four plus pitches and just uh, the amazing outings that he's been able to i don't it's been a while since we've had a bad shane mcclanahan outing i don't think there's uh there's anything
1: that Rays fandom should be pointing their finger at the starters right now i mean they did they did their job during the that the weekend series now again we'll talk about the texas opening game in a little bit but yeah they did their job man and and it's it's frustrating because it just feels like that uh, Jacob Degrom syndrome, that uh, Felix Hernandez syndrome, the will give you you know six innings of one earned uh, run, and then um, the offense right. just doesn't respond. And that's really right now that the issue with this team is the offense. The offense just it's very streaky. It's very Brandon Lau. Like the the, the offense right now is acting like it's Brandon Lau for. 10 games it'll go off and it'll be the best offense in baseball and then for the next 12 games they look like you know like they're they're just scratching one run and it and you should probably hold on to it um
0: now in in the Rays' defense i do agree with that but we also have to consider the opponent they were facing one of the best pitching staffs as of right now in ball starters bullpen combined sure but
1: it's not like it only has happened in those four games. It's happened no, throughout it's been this whole season. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Part of it is Brandon Lau being injured. Part of it injured. Part of it is not, uh, it's a very, um, ho-hum lineup. It's a very ho-hum lineup. It kind of reminds me of the Rangers lineup, sort of like, that's also a very ho-hum lineup. So I think that, and that's going to be the question as we go into June and July, where do the Rays stand How do they feel about this thing? Are they really willing to make some sort of big trade deadline acquisition uh, to shore up the offense? Because I just, as of today anyway, I just don't see how you're going to get very deep into the playoffs. You're going to make the playoffs most likely, but to get very deep in the playoffs with this offense and this amount of young, inexperienced personnel, I don't know. And maybe they just play out the string and – see what's available in the off season and see what's available in the trade market in the off season and go from there. So we'll see what happens with all that. Uh, one, one of the things thing. that this lineup though, with
1: walls and Bruhan getting
0: enough at bats,
1: it, it's, it's yeah. reminiscent. You say ho-hum lineup. It, you know, what uh, was a ho-hum lineup? Uh, um, 2018. uh 2014, you know, the, the, the Reed Brainiacs plus Elliot Johnson, plus Sean Rodriguez, like yeah. walls and Brujan. Look, they're prospects. They're young. They can have very successful careers, but right now they're producing just like what we used to see from Elliott Johnson and Reed Brignac and Tron Rodriguez. Like it's, it's not yeah. what you need on, on the side of the offensive ball. Now, are they really good defensively? Can they grow? Can you do you need to let them time to grow a hundred percent, but right now they're not producing and it makes it very difficult for the wanders, for the Yandis, for the choys, and for, I'm missing one Margot to to, yeah. to put things together. KK also has been
0: putting it together. KK is the slugger of this team right now. Yes, legitimately, and that can't happen. He really does not want to be traded. <laughs> no, he's like putting it all out there. Look, I've he's good. He's definitely turned a corner this season. Whatever has happened, I know pushing the ball the other way has has really done him a lot of favors. But he's showing more pop than ever before. Maybe it is he is finally truly. Healthy, I guess maybe that helps to some extent, but yeah, it's um, you would think that with as porous as this offense is, at least they would be able to currently make up for it defensively, but the defense just hasn't been there consistently. That is no. one thing that really stood out to me. Again, we're not locked on Yankees, we're not just praising the Yankees here, but give credit where credit is due. They have made an effort to improve. And become a dynamic, well-rounded team with going after Isaiah kind of Falefa, going after Marwin Gonzalez, getting rid of—I mean, addition by subtraction—Gary Sanchez defensively. Like they are, they looked at least in, in what I in what I saw, they they looked better defensively than the Rays. And when is the last time we could say that about a Yankees defense and a Rays defense? I mean. You look at even Aaron Judge in center field making plays at the warning track. I mean, they, and again, I know part of it is we have to give the Rays in this current roster time to grow, time to breathe. Bruhan, young player. Walls, young player. Harold Ramirez never played first base before. It it's not an easy situation to have, and it's going to take some growing pains. Like I've said before, but uh, and, and I actually wanted to double check and back this up, and I did that. The Yankees right now are 11th in all of baseball in defensive runs saved as a team with 14. The Rays, meanwhile, are 18th in the league in defensive runs saved with five. So quite a big disparity there between both squads. And then you add in the offense and the pitching staffs, and you can see why the Yankees are where they at, where where they are at uh, basically entering June 1st. The worst thing that could happen to the
1: Rays was the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Yankees choosing to be smart rather than just throw money at the problem. And we saw that first with the acquisition of Heimblum in Boston. And what happened last year? They did smart moves. They got some yeah. Hunter Renfro action and saying, hey, you know what? We know the platooning thing is not for you. Go hit us to uh, 250 with 25, 30 bombs, and we're, we're going to be happy about your 14 assists in the outfield. We're going to be happy about, you know, Pavetta coming out of nowhere Tanner how yeah. uh, succeeding. And then this year, the Yankees did the same thing. They were smart about it. They, they didn't go after Correa. They didn't go after the story. And if they did, well, you know, ultimately they did not. Pulled a trigger on it, but they did pull the trigger on IKF and Anthony Rizzo.
0: Yeah. I mean, just and I, Go, Joey think- Gallo and in, in the corner. I mean, yeah, and like up the middle, they're really solid defensively now. With Higashioka moving Glaber Torres to second, mm-hmm. uh, he made some really good plays, and then even at the corners, just they're they're solid. They are really, really solid. And again, I think it, it all depends on if they're able to stay healthy in an entire season, all fast into the game there, but. We'll see. They're, uh, as uh, Taylor Walls would say, they're very beautiful, but they're also very good, too. So I think that's one way to put it. Um, All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to uh, the Rangers. The Rays are, of course, on the road playing at, is it Globe Life Field or Globe Life Park? Globe Life Field, correct? Thinking Park? Oh my gosh. Just I, Globe Life. All, all I know is that the last time, I mean, well, I guess what, what I remember about that ballpark is that, you know, there were some good memories in that ballpark back in 2020, which seems like, seems like 30 years ago now. That yeah. Brett Phillips game four, like how that, that was like in 1920, right? That, that's yeah, I know.
1: I was five years old. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: But uh, yeah, the Rays lost uh, game one, nine to five. Uh, That's just a situation where do not uh, try to judge the outcome by the starting pitching matchups where it's like, hey, Drew Rasmussen going up against a struggling young guy named Glenn Otto, and it did not uh, work too well for the Rays. And Early on, we saw the complexion of the game going sideways after G-Man Choi was robbed of a home run by someone named Eli White, and then Eli White goes out and hits a home run, and uh, it very well, I mean, this, for all intents and purposes, the, the race should be lucky this wasn't a clunker, because this could have turned into a clunker.
1: It could have been. And, you know, that that whole baseball adage, you know, you make a good play on the field, you're going to go deep, like or you're going to do something really good with the bat. Eli, mm-hmm. you know, that was some impressive athleticism by that kid. I mean, yeah. even G. Choi couldn't help himself. But but <laughs> stare Would at him KK like, make that play? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if KK insane. would make that play if he's tall enough or long enough. That's a tough one. It's a tough play. Yeah, it was a tough play. If, if somebody can do it, it's KK, but that was just impressive nonetheless. It was really yeah. good. Um, Man, uh, just before we, we go into the game, how did you he- feel about seeing Matt Moore in a Texas Rangers uniform?
0: My first thought was, well, when I think of – I do think of Matt Moore in the playoffs facing off – Against the Rangers. But yes. my first thought about Matt Moore was good for him that he's still kicking around. My second thought was he is a prime example of why if Shane McClanahan is offered, you know, forty, fifty, sixty million dollars in a contract extension, you take that money because Matt Moore was looking like the next best the next thing big thing, yep. slice bread. And injuries happen, other things happen, and now you're relegated to trying to sign one-year deals minor league contract like he's had a very journeyman circuitous all around he's he's not had the career that you would have expected Matt Moore to have after his first couple seasons in a raise uniform I'll
1: put it a hundred percent I I again it's very it's very easy to say why don't they do that but from where we're sitting it makes no sense at all for you to be an athlete and in this position, not to sign a long-term friendly, team friendly contract. Yeah. Well, you know, that doesn't slap you in the face. I'm talking to right. you, Ozzy Albies. Um, like, you make, make your money, dude. Like yeah. you don't know. And if for everybody out there that goes like, no, they're living some, li- leaving so much money on the table. Oh, I'm sure that you're going to uh, know what's going to happen to you for right. the next five years. Health-wise. Of course, we all know yeah. that, right? No, it's, um, a hundred percent. When, when yeah. you see Matt Moore, I'm like, damn, he could have been the next big thing. Could that happen to Shane McClanahan? A hundred percent. Could Shane McClanahan become another Matt Moore? A thousand percent. Yeah. That of course can happen. It's one of the things to the, that that could happen in his career in his in, in his
0: baseball path. I I don't know. Maybe there, I'm there's just been a lot of guys that have had one or two good, here. Yeah, th- there's been a lot of guys that have had one or two good seasons, offensively, defensively, pitching wise, and then fall off the face of the earth, fall yeah. off the map, and you never hear or see from them again, or they're just kicking around and trying to find that next opportunity. Not saying that Shane McClanahan is going to be that guy. I think he's going to be a very, very good all-star caliber pro for a very long time. But we also thought the same thing about Matt Moore. Did we not? So, yeah. and what's funny is Matt Moore signed a very, very very team friendly contract. I mean, that was what 14 mil guaranteed. I don't know how much, uh, you know, know, bonuses and incentives were tacked on, but Look, I, I wouldn't expect in this day and age for Shane McClanahan to accept something like that. But if you're offered Blake Snell big first contract money, I would probably lean towards signing up for that if you have an opportunity to go after your next contract. Which, by the way, that, that gets me thinking we're talking about money here. So uh, it's funny. we the The Rangers went out and spent. This offseason. They, they Boy, spent they ever on Corey Seager. They spent on Marcus Simeon. They spent on John Gray. And I gotta be honest, those three guys have been underwhelming considering the amount of money that they've been giving. I mean, Simeon's just been a total, total bust thus far. But even with that. Uh, the Rangers who, again, on the surface, I look at their 40 man roster. I look at their 26 man roster and Eli white heroics aside, they seem like a very ho-hum. They they don't really like strike a lot of fear or give me, man, the Rangers are going to be a player even after making those additions, but they're hanging there right around 500. They have somewhat of a shot to finish second. In the West, considering that the Angels are on a five-game losing streak, and you talk about all the the money that they've thrown around, or that you know people talked about them, hey, the Rangers just coming out of nowhere to spend money. Their payroll is still basically league average right now, and I appreciate it. I appreciate that they're basically going to go from a sixty-win team in twenty twenty one to what they're looking like right now, maybe a seventy 78- eight. 80 win team and then maybe in the off season you take that next step so it's not like oh we sucked last year so we're gonna continue to suck this year and i feel like they had to do something too because you did build that spanking new ballpark for god knows how much money so it's like you got to make some sort of splash yeah following the pandemic issue as well and
1: and seager and Semyon at the same time that makes you kind of up the middle a good yeah. five to seven years of it, it, we're going to get these two guys on a window where they're still productive and we can win. Now, I'm thinking you're going a little bit too high on the victories uh, for this year for the Rangers. I got them packed for a little bit, like 73, 74, not 78, okay. to 80, but anything can happen. Uh, again, I also, you know. Well, I think
0: that division uh, where the Mariners are trash right now and the athletics are trash as well. It, it'll there's be, a lot I mean, of they'll, victories to be, uh, be stolen maybe. I, I would Maybe. think like at least there'll be basically a you know, couple you know, at least two dozen win increment from their twenty twenty one season, which is impressive, you know. Yeah, I mean anytime that a, a team
1: that finishes in last place is going to go out and spend five hundred million dollars, yeah. like that's 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 pretty cool. But um too bad we didn't see the lows though. Nate and Josh play yeah. on the same well, field. That who's been cool. that?
0: That, that's Josh Lowe's fault. You got to hit better. You got to hit 94 mile an hour heaters. You can't, uh, you know, he's, he's still continuing to, despite the, the OPS and the power numbers, he's still striking out, I think a little bit too much in AAA, but it would have been nice to see that, that little reunion there. Although, you know, Nate Lowe, again, I, I think the Rangers, like, I'm sort of surprised that they are at sort of like with the Rays, I'm surprised where the Rays are at record wise I'm sort of surprised where the Rangers are at record wise because they don't have like anybody hitting right now it's kind yeah. of crazy Nate Lowe included like Nate Lowe is has scuffled and, and so many others have scuffled as well but uh you know ma- who knows maybe the the Rays call up uh Josh Lowe for, for one game here so they can get that reunion uh do they do, do the Rangers and Rays play again this season or is this a, a one-off? they should right because that that they oh no you're right
1: they, they've already played together at, at tropicana field didn't they oh i can't remember i think
0: so i think so too maybe Wait, maybe sh- I'm i am blanking. i feel like they haven't faced the rangers yet because we haven't really talked about the rangers at all and i feel like the nate low josh slow thing would have been a larger story
1: then then they have one more then they have okay. one more at the But so then
0: there there is a possibility that they could yeah. see each other and, and meet up which would be a Pretty cool uh, experience there. So uh, going forward, uh, the Rays have Ryan Yarbrough versus uh, arch nemesis Martín Pérez, and then on uh, Wednesday, Jeffrey Springs versus John Gray. Uh, how do you see again, just looking at it on paper and where the Rays stand right now? can the rays win the series take one what are you looking at what are you hoping for here i mean obviously hoping for two wins but um, i think they can win. I I think one they can win well.
1: both i think they okay. can win both now honestly what i'm i'm seeing more um and, and i and i said i know that i said that the offense is completely uh streaky right now so i'm not actually going to focus on on the on the offense these next two games i'm actually going to focus on the battle of the fifth spot between springs and Yarbrough, people because once shane boss is coming up and he's already in triple a last time i think he pitched four innings with four strikeouts like one hit like he is looking mighty fine when he comes up and he gets that 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 call up in what two weeks time it's springs or Yarbrough, and to be completely clear with you i'll take springs Jeffrey Springs has shown that he can give you length. He can be, uh, uh, his pitch pace is is better than Yarbros. His efficiency on the mound is better than Yarbros. The results are better than Yarbros. We might be seeing the end of Ryan Yarbroughs uh, in in the rotation. Uh,
0: it is possible. Though one thing that gives me pause is has Yarbrough ever handled a reliever role, a bulk role?
1: Oh, Bulk, he was really good. His Bulk was, I mean, he was awesome as a Bulk guy. He's been awesome as a Bulk guy. But I'm saying they might have to, like, you know, keep him as a two-winning,
0: like a Jalen Beeks sort of guy. Although, I mean, I guess it depends who's the hot hand. But Yarbs has been such an innings eater for years that they might free springs. And then if Yarbs starts to struggle, you move back up Jeffrey Springs. The other thing, too, this might all be a moot. Point considering the injuries that have uh, undergone so far this season. So, something tells me that uh, this is one of it's a good problem to have, sure, but it's also something that um, it may work itself out naturally considering the uh, just how pitching goes now and again. So, we'll see what. uh, All right. Thank you again for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now, make your second listen the locked on podcast that is also free and available on all platforms again if you want to advertise with the program locked on raise at gmail.com